wait, wait, shut up. What? what? We're also what? gonna be on Wheel of Fortune this week. We're gonna yeah, talk about that next yeah, week. The right. day the episode yeah. releases. Yeah, so you're so, listening to this so Thursday morning. This morning, I am on tonight's episode of Wheel of Fortune. Tonight live. I'm gonna be talking about it on next week's episode. Whoa. <laughs> this is like bin week. This is so, insane. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk all about it. I cannot legally talk about it for another X number of days. But <laughs> as soon as that shit airs, we're going to talk about it. All right. Damn right. Good night for real and good morning whenever. <laughs> its power was foretold. Now it has come to this house. Can you not feel its power? To this woman. He gave me that bottle. Said it would bring me eternal life. She is the matriarch. All of you are just waiting for me to die. The head of a family that prays for her death. This family is cursed with greed. Today, they're getting their wish. Ready? For her children, the champagne will flow. And the party begins. A toast to my dearly departed mother. But the vengeance might never end. What was that? Ready? Ah! Ah! The trap! Where is everybody? You won't like the wind! How do you fight her? What is this? How do you escape her? Stay right here. How do you stop a family of the undead? This is my fight. (laughs) The bitch is back. Stella Stevens. (laughs) Glad you could join us. Shannon Wary. The Granny, the Shocker of the Year. Da-da-da. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niche is neat. I'm your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt, along the side, our king of catering. He's the Shea Butter Monty. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm. Today, we're talking about movies, uh, and I, the uh, for the next year, the 2023 Worst Taste in Music, uh, would like to pitch it over to Matt. What are we going to talk about today? So back in 2021, I was very lucky to have attended the Music Box of Horrors. And that year, there was a host of wonderfully fun movies, including some of my now favorites in the world. The the Granny, the Faculty, the absolute worst disappointment of all time, Calvair. Um, Amazing films like Phantasm 2 and Arachnophobia. But the movie that stood out to me the most was a movie whose world theatrical premiere I got to watch. It was 1995's The Granny. Ben, can you tell us about The Granny? I sure can. Uh, Starring uh, playmate and actress Stella Stevens from such notable films as The Ballad of Cable Hogue and The Manitou. Oh, yeah. And, And she was a very prominent playmate who never... who tanked her film career by refusing to work with Elvis Presley. There we go. Really? Uh, Holy shoot. She plays the titular granny 
who just can't stand her obnoxious family who's transparently waiting for her to die so they can wallow like the filthy pigs they are in her fortune. But unbeknownst to this cavalcade of abrasive leeches, Granny discovered an elixir bestowing eternal life upon her wretched soul prior to biting the big one, and she's ready to take revenge in deliciously perverse ways you cannot begin to imagine. It's 1995's <laughs> The Granny. The Granny? Like, is yeah. it like a vampire film or? Not at no. all. So, no, it's uh, a killer demonic granny. Yeah, it's, she's, a ki- she's a killer. She's an angry old woman who gets possessed by a demon from drinking a mystical potion. So, so okay, so so. And so, you Monty, wonder why seen... this was only released on VHS? Yeah. So what makes this funny is that at the at the music box of horror and at the music box in general, one of the big features is them finding these legendary or d- almost impossible to discover thirty five millimeter prints. Mm-hmm. Um, like th- that year, they had a thirty five millimeter print of the Walter Crane classic Doctor Black and Mister Hyde. They had, um, I believe they found an, uh, an original print of The Hand of Orlock, which is a 1924 film. Um, and, and all of the films, like the Dario Argento movie was in 35mm. Calvair, the only good thing about it was that it was in, in 35mm. One of the only existing prints of the faculty was shown. So they, they make a big point of finding the, the movies like that. And they tried so hard to find one for this, but there's no film negatives left. And no additional material, so they had to do a, a reproduction of it from a VHS. And holy crap! Funnily enough, Ben, I have been talking about this movie since I saw it, especially to Ben and eventually to you, Monty, yeah. because it's it's <clears throat> incredible. And we'll we'll get into how fun this movie is in a little bit. But I'm like, I talked. I'm about checking it. out like eBay. Holy shoot! This movie is like a gem. You're right. It's like a gem. It's like a hundred bucks for this VHS. <laughs> yeah, it's there's not many of them, and they're hard to come by. And I've wanted it on some kind of physical or digital media. Haven't found it. And then Ben, the psychopath, decides to buy one of those VHSs and burn it onto a DVD for me for Christmas or for my birthday. Oh, and man. and it was it was an incredible an incredible gift. And the real joy of Ben gifting me the granny was me then being able to then gift it on to other people. This and, better uh, be a good film. Then. <laughs> it's amazing. It's 85 it minutes is. of power. It is. So, it is. Yeah. This is, this is some true uh, five stars under 50 energy. Yeah, this qualifies because it's not an Amazon prime. So it has zero reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was shown near like two in the morning, I think at uh, the music box of horror that year. So only the real oh it, okay no it was showing at like ten o'clock it was um it was a movie that I think a lot of people didn't expect and it's so quick and so short that it just flies by so clearly it's a obviously it's a direct to video release yeah now, it's not qualified as a movie on IMDb it's qualified as a video video um and oh, it was released okay. by tapas uh by uh Tapestry Films now do either of you guys recognize that studio sure don't. No. Nope. Uh, let let me list off some of their uh, their classics. Um, they are most well known for for Van Wilder Freshman Year. Oh The my Dane gosh. Cook Classic Employee of the Month. Ugh. The original 2002 Van Wilder. She's Ugh. all that. Serenid- uh, serendipity and their biggest hit. That was good. The two 
the 2005 classic Wedding Crashers. Now, wow, what a go, jump there at the end. <laughs> if you go on to their IMDb and you try to find The Granny, it's their 34th most popular release. Oh. So wow. that, and, that and, to, and, to, and to put that into context, it's 47 movies long. So <laughs> this, is, this is deep in their catalog. But this, this movie is also very, very deep in someone else's catalog. Now, Ben, could you could you tell our, our beautiful guests out there um, how the how the movie looked like? How was it shot? I mean, shockingly competent. Um, as far as like straight to video movies, this mm-hmm. is pretty solid. Uh, th- this was when they were still uh, filming on film. Yep. Uh, so this Which is, is pretty so sad that there's not a existing copy. Yeah, it's it's pre like shot on Shidio era, which was like late '90s when oh, like yeah. Sci-Fi Channel really became a thing. Um, very bright colors, so sort of goosebumpy. Mm-hmm. Very goosebumpy. <laughs> um, yeah, except there's so, boobs thrown everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, the, like there's more boobs per minute here. So what I what I found out was uh, the before I tell you the name of this director, um, he was in the '90s and the early '90s through t- up until this movie came out. He was most well known for making the Inside Out series, which were Playboy funded softcore porn movies. Does not uh, surprise uh, me. And he made a lot of them. And then in 1993, he he had another direct to video horror release, his first one or second horror release ever. Amityville, a new generation, uh, oh, which is that was so bad. <laughs> it's a genuinely incredible film. He went back. He went directly back to softcore porn after that. <laughs> and then in 1995, he releases The Granny. Now, if you had asked me to look at this man's cinematography career, I would have thought it might have stopped there, you know, or he might have gone into like advertising, right? Sure. Now, now he had a string of releases after 1995, and then in 2000. He released a little. He, he he was the director of photography on a little movie called Memento. What? Three years later, he was the director of photography on the Italian Job. In two thousand five, <laughs> he was the the uh, the uh, cinematographer on Batman Begins, followed by The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception, Moneyball, The Dark Knight Rises, and most recently, Taco Bell Web of Fries Two Franchise Wars. Now, this is Academy <laughs> Award winning Wally Fischer's early direct-to-video film. Holy uh, shoot. Okay. I <laughs> had Are we talking about the same director? Yeah, Wally Wally Feister, the director of of ins- the well, not the director, yeah, the, the DP the cinema, director of photography, the, cinema, the cinematographer, oh, cinematographer okay. of Inception, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises, and ins- the Granny, and the Granny, <laughs> just five years before before being the DP on Memento, so directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Guy Pearce, and um, yeah everyone else who's in that movie uh a movie that that was nominated for two oscars <laughs> was directed by a pre a, a now i guess instead of washing up going like hitting the high road po- softcore porn director who i guess is probably must be best friends with christopher nolan 
Yeah, um, you realize that like Christopher Nolan had to watch clips from the granny in order to hire yeah. him. Yeah, well, they, they've, friends, they've been maybe. working together for years. Like, I mean, I we need it. We'll have to do a whole Wally Feister Fisher Fister episode. Um, yeah, he, and they they first collaborated on a Memento, and from there they just kept taking on roles from him. That that's sounds all it like says. A, sounds like a porn name. I wonder if that's his real name. Well, I don't also, know. He was a porn director. So. I know Wally Fister. <laughs> Fister, I hardly know hey, her. But you know Ooh. what? You know what? Being in porn, I bet the cinematographer has to be very good at you know, catching all we'll, the angles. We'll have we'll have to go back and watch some of his old work and but give the our director, review. Isn't this film directed by Luca Bercovici? Yeah, this is a Luca Bercovici movie. Yeah, um, he's. Do you know Luca Bercovici? Uh, I've seen his old film, uh, Luca which was Bercovici. Yes, Ghoulies. Ghoulies. Yeah. I remember Ghoulies. Yeah. Yeah, he's only directed a very very few number of things. He's he doesn't have well, he's a very he doesn't have as illustrious as a career as um uh Mr. Christopher Nolan uh fanboy, but he's 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 got his work in. He's mostly been a producer yeah, uh, since yeah. his time directing. <laughs> well, he, yeah, I'm 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 looking through his uh his Ghoulies, career, the granny um ghoulies actually made me afraid of using a toilet for a very long time he he produced three (laughs) episodes of 12 monkeys which makes me think that it seems like he's one of those people who just sort of like floats around i was gonna uh, say in in hollywood Um, he was executive on 48 episodes of about cinema oh doesn't he also live in like qatar now ben didn't you figure that out that he like moved overseas and became like a director that's right i he's forgot a third, about and he's this. also a third generation director yeah uh from 2019 to present day Berkovici rejoined ahmed al baker at katara studios in doha as director of film production he's yeah, produced I mean, he's a lot so, of good stuff though like i heard the so, pact yeah, so he was is, good he so he now lives in he now resides in Qatar, where mm, he is probably very film happy. for them. But uh, I would say that the granny seems yep. to be uh, r- really his rosebud. Yeah, you know, this is... uh, I, it's you know written, directed by him. Uh, so I feel like this is his truest vision uh, <laughs> to the. I don't know what's below the silver screen, the the bronze tube. Uh, but this is a very good movie. It's snappy. Yep. I mean, the yeah, VHS as a whole is was it seventy eight minutes? Yeah, that, yeah, it's a it's an hour and twenty six minutes total for the DVD and that rip. includes two ads, two ads, one of yeah. which is for Kleptomania, which we oh. are going to have to find yeah. and watch. We need to I, review all of the movies from the trailer for this Klepto- movie. <laughs> the one was fine, Jeez. but Kleptomania, Monty, oh my god, um, and. Uh, and and then the the movie is has a there's a lot of filler. This well, reads like sort of like a an hour special that gets stretched out a bit because the first ten minutes are a flashback sequence hmm. to yep. another possessed person. Yeah. So yeah, it does it does like a medieval times like to the point where when I saw this the first time. 
I thought this was an ad, and when I watched it this time, I forgot that it was the actual start of the movie. And you thought it was an ad again. And I thought yeah. I was I was like, oh, another trailer. But so it's, it's like actual, a movie within a movie. Yeah, Kinda, the yeah. actual bulk of the movie, like the beginning, middle, and end, takes place in about fifty-five minutes. But it, it, but in that time, it, it manages to d- deliver you all of the yeah. information you need. Yeah, it's it's a perfectly paced film. Yeah. You know, oh. I mean, this is if anything, this is an example of why people shouldn't feel, you know, hamstrung to having a ninety-minute film length, mm. right? Because like this didn't need it, and it wasn't, and it was really good. Yeah, and it was. It's it's shockingly tight. You actually get. You understand so so in the in the in the movie you find out that there's a magic potion that's supposed to grant eternal life. And if it like a gremlin or a ghoulie ever sees the sunlight or gets like wet or what a bunch of arbitrary rules, um it becomes like tainted. Um and that's what happens at the beginning of the movie as this like priest guy kills a demon who was summoned from a tainted potion that was done by that was le- that happened because of greed. And then as the film goes on, you meet one of the most incredible women ever in film. Uh, Stella Stevens' granny, and she's only ever known as granny, um, (laughs) is a wrestling-obsessed, curmudgeon Excuse you. She is a WCW wrestling-obsessed. Yes. She doesn't watch any of that WWF bullshit. And she'd probably tell you that in those words. Um is as is a woman who has um a lot a lot of money. It's actually very similar to the plot of the first Knives Out movie. Uh yeah, where there's an, yeah. There's an eccentric old lady who or old person who has a ton of money and a huge family who all really only want her money. Mm-hmm. And one loving person who takes care of her who no one appreciates and everyone treats like shit. I really think they stole the plot for glass onion from this movie the more i talk about it um and they just you know they took the demon out and put in a bunch of bullshit you know uh daniel craig uh this is a a movie that that escalates at full pace so we we meet her and she takes her pills complains about her whole family and wants to watch some wrestling ben can you tell us about the wrestling that happened in this movie yeah so uh as we go through the first third of the movie, uh, the, Granny is introduced. She's in ill health, and she's being watched over um, by one of the few kind women in in the, the in the family. Uh, meanwhile, she uh, is watching TV in the living room, where she's watching 1994-95 WCW with uh, Sting facing off against stunning Steve Austin. So I guess it'd have to be 94 uh, on WCW Saturday night with Tony Schiavone on the call. And then Matt Monty, yeah. you're not going to believe this. I won't. Her bullshit grandson walks in. Oh and yeah. He Fuck calls it fake. <laughs> oh, wow. He calls it fake and she is ready to throw down and I'm ready to throw down there with her. Oh, I would, I would punch. We're, we're less than, than 20 minutes in to an hour and 20 minute experience. And this little kid calls wrestling fake. I think probably one of the greatest like asshole kid characters 
I think he's like ever actually had. really good because it's overdone, but it's overdone to the point where you're like, yeah, I, I'm totally fine seeing this like 15 year old be brutally murdered. And he went on. I mean, prior to this, he had played uh, Micah and Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. Well, see, he had practice. Yeah, so he had practice being evil. By okay. playing a, chi- a Children of the Corn sequel main character. And after, uh, thankfully, we're saved from this child's uh, tenacity by the return of our mystical uh, preacher, played by Luco Bacovici uh, himself, <laughs> uh, where he plays a mysterious preacher named Naaman Ami, who delivers the titular magical potion to uh, the granny. And it's during these portions of the movie, you find out that the family who's visiting Granny is actively trying to kill her. Not like, oh, we wish she would die. No, they're trying to murder her at every turn. So she's yes. like a good guy then. <clears throat> well, she's doing it uh, in, in her defense, right? There's a, it, it's, it's sort of a sliding scale on who's good I, or not. In this. Really, there's, there's one good character in the movie and everyone else sucks. Two, okay. there's two good characters. There's her caretaker and there's the little girl. Oh, yeah, the little girl's... Well, I mean, no, she's complicit. <laughs> well, no, but she's the reason... So, anyway, the reason I say she's not evil is because Granny's about to drink poison soup, but the little girl tips her off at the last second. And so, while Granny's recuperating, she tries to drink the mystical elixir uh that well that uh, our main our main character ruined by instantly putting it in the sunlight but we i mean we gotta go back <laughs> how, how, how do you put it how do you why would you job. ever put just a random vial of liquid on a in counter sunlight? you know like yeah why why would you want do you want, it? Do you want it to in get a box? hot it's ridiculous I think it was her one small way of lashing out at Granny. She's like, you're going to get your potion. I did like the concept of Granny, like, ordering all of these mystical potions to extend her life. Because, you know, it is like the elderly, like, you know, as seen on TV by now. Except this one is actually real. And it's free. Like, did they ever explain why the potion cannot be... So it's, it's, it's like the mystical rules around how oh, the eternal okay. life potion works. So all it's, right, it's kind right. it's kind of like the death becomes her potion, oh. um, except for like, you need to be like pure of soul for it to work. It's like vague, like religious induendos without them saying anything particular. And she's and not like, like she's not she like uh, the granny is not like pure of like, she's not no. really so, a good So person. what, what, what name and Ami tells her is that, she must complete a cleansing where she actually comes to terms and like makes peace with everyone in her family so that her bloodline is like at peace before she can drink the potion. And he delivers the potion in the middle of the day, knowing that she can't drink it until later in the night, hoping that he would help. And it fails horribly. Um, and she doesn't give up. Like they, I don't know why this preacher chose the granny. They didn't explain I, that, I guess. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, it's, you know, she's just the granny. So she deserves the potion. I guess just yeah, to get she's the granny. movie. Yeah, she's rolling. granny. Yeah. She likes WCW, so she knows she's legit. <laughs> she is legit. She's too legit. So how too much quick. blood and gore is in this film? 
Oh, so uh, it, it gets it, it gets like, relatively goopy by about forty five minutes in. Oh, all right. So, yeah. So, so, so she uh, is at dinner with the family. Uh, the little girl tips her off that she's about to be poisoned. Um, and while Granny's convalescing in bed uh, after the attempted murder, uh, she by herself drinks the tainted elixir. Uh, and dies. <laughs> frown. Oh, yeah, frowny face. Yeah, um, and then and then her whole family celebrates and begins to host a party and debauch her house. Um, and eventually they start trying to um, mess with her body at the morgue until the great fun starts. Well, well, no, there's just two extra people, like the guy who works at the morgue and his yeah. girlfriend. I guess they're trying to gonna... steal from her. Yeah, and, oh, man. <laughs> and uh, as it turns out, Granny may not be alive, but she certainly ain't dead. Nope, so nope, nope. before uh, the boyfriend can scalpel Granny, she opens her eyes, grabs it from him, and uh, scalpels his face, which I gotta say, pretty violent. Yeah, no, the effects in this movie like are practical are effects. I, pr- I presume. Oh yeah. yeah, like I mean, it's very much like you can't quite see what's happening, but it's enough that it looks pretty visually like, ugh, you know. Ooh. And like, and they do use quite a plethora of splatter. You know, it's it's blood and it's goopy as fuck. Um, like Evil and, Dead level or not. Evil Dead. No, not Evil Dead. Like, slightly more tasteful. Okay. Uh, but, like, more... It's like if Beetlejuice had an NC-17 rating. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the vibe this movie oh, possesses. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, so, I mean... And so, after after awaking, the family decides to continue to debase her memory. And the uh, her, one of her son and his wife are trying to have sex in her office. Um, (laughs) yeah so so basically from here we run into uh granny running through the family and a lot of liberty was taken to sort of mold granny in a way after some of the best serial killers Mm -hmm. of our film uh era at the time and i think the one they got the most inspiration from was freddy krueger because before she kills anyone in these movies she needs to get in a zinger every Um, single one and and what i love about this movie is is the quality of these zingers is uh 10 out of 10 it it varies a lot Uh, and so what i did was i skimmed back through the movie and i wrote down every single one of them beautiful do you Um, have them in chronological order you know i do I do. Oh, beautiful. And, and right. so I'm going to start here. Uh, first, a bonus line uh, that is said at the dinner while Granny is about to ingest poison. Uh, one of the uh, family members, which I, I know we're being vague about the family members, but they're pretty vague. They're just, like, they're bodies to get murdered. They're, they're bodies to they're be killed. No, they're so, act, only one of the all actors try, did anything. They all try sleeping with each other. Yeah, so it's like a weird incesty thing. Yeah, they don't really mention it. Uh, so one of them sticks her foot into uh, her suitor's crotch, <laughs> and while he's eating, she asks, "How's your meat?" Hard. 
<laughs> Maybe I can tenderize it for you. At the dinner table. <laughs> At the Wait, dinner this table. Is the granny doing it? Or no, no, no this that's is a couple. Okay. One of the kids. Okay. Okay. Yeah, granny victims. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, granny tells her son, you're a load of shit I should have swallowed. Yep. <laughs> so, so well, here's here's the kills. Uh, so we start at the morgue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, she springs up and she says, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I hold need... on a second. Are we spoiling it for our audiences? Or... This is a 1995 direct-to-video. Right? Which never... isn't available anywhere. You, yeah. Okay, if, right. if you don't want spoilers, spend $100 yeah. to watch this movie or <laughs> yeah. become close friends with me and get access to my Plex video library. <laughs> you decide which is worth your time. Otherwise, we're going to talk about this movie in detail. Right. It's yeah. worth it. It's worth here. Even my auntie, I, you're going to watch it. Yeah. And knowing this won't prepare you okay. exactly how 110 percent this movie is yeah so i'm going to compare some of granny's quotes to one of each from freddy krueger's from a nightmare on Elm street movie and uh, as we go on i want you guys to tell me which one you think is better okay that sound okay. good yeah monty you're a neutral party on this one right. okay uh from freddy's dead the final Ooh. nightmare Ooh. he says i'll get you my pretty and your little soul too what well, gr- great kill great kill too it sure is knocks him out of the house lands on the spikes mm. when she <laughs> wakes up at the morgue says wait a minute i ain't dead i'm alive i feel bad it feels good i like it you gotta come on, you gotta that read that with a little like, bit that more class. Like that what, was delivery. Bruce Campbell says in or I'm keeping it the same. I'm, I'm I'm keeping it matched between the two. All right. I don't know that that felt a little placid compared okay, to that okay, Freddie well, the line we'll, we'll delivery. Okay, we'll, we'll try we'll try the next one. Uh, the Freddie takes it, that one. Great kill, by the way. <laughs> there there's a couple having sex in the house when I think Granny brother and arrives. Sister. Uh. And <laughs> there's people having sex they do not matter uh and granny says while the cats are away the rats will play well and she no she also has the wait is that is that the first kill when she gets back i thought the first kill was the that's that's before she gets into the house okay oh yes 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 yeah yeah the rest of these are are direct kills unless i say otherwise okay I'll I'll let you know so you may continue describing. I, I got cuz I got each kill pulled up. Okay, there we go. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Next up, uh David and 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 one of the female characters, I think Antoinette, are are making love in their father in her his father's office while he stares down the portrait of the man and sits alone just in time for his body to get enwrapped in uh plastic straps as if he's in a medical chair and before we hear i think a a hard a hard zinger to topple ben okay so in nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors Ooh, okay freddy krueger transforms his hand into a hand of needles and he says let's get high oh wow you picked that one that's Uh, the quote you took from dream warriors that's the, a, there's it's a there's a lot of lit- quotes there's a lot of quotes from freddy krueger okay i'm trying to give granny <laughs> like, <laughs> equal footing okay. here i know i think okay. you should have gone bitch for bitch here 
Anyway, <laughs> uh, as the sun is tied up, Granny appears and says, That's right. The bitch is back. Which is probably one of the best cinematic bitches ever delivered by a horror villain. The other quote from Dream Warriors is, It's prime time, bitch. And he so smashes welcome her. Welcome to prime time. Yeah, welcome bitch. to prime time, bitch. That's, <laughs> the that's, other, like, that's, that, that's like the most famous movie kill quote of all time yeah i right? will say i will say this the 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 10 finger injection into the the into the uh scars from shooting up in the in the uh arm in nightmare on elm street 3 is one of the coolest fucking kills and yeah. i think it's, it's mu- that kill is much cooler than that tv kill but the quote's better but in this yeah. film's case this kill is even better than the quote because she goes on a Wolverine-esque, like, um, rampage with a scalpel and just obliterates the fuck out of this guy. Like, with some pretty good on-screen slicing. Like, you see his skin, like, flay open and just <laughs> splatter blood over every inch of the room. It's a pretty fucking brutal kill. I'm laughing about and- the line because it sounds like they took lines from other movies or... It's the other way around. Like, other movies took <laughs> yeah, the lines. This from... movie inspired this all of horror. Doesn't, like, Freddy Krueger say the bitch, the bitch is back or something like that? Freddy Krueger just says bitch a lot. All yeah, right. he, yeah, he just likes <laughs> like, saying bitch. <laughs> yeah. Night, Nightmare 3 sort of, you know, he got the one bitch in. And they're like, all right, great. That's his catchphrase for well, the night, next yeah, six movies. Nightmare 3 solidified Freddy as more than just a, a, a monster and let him become like a true character. Yeah. Though Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is kind of the movie that solidifies him as like a entity that's larger than just like. Rah. Yeah. Mm. I would agree with you if at the end of Freddy 2, he doesn't just appear and literally go. Rah. Yeah, but it's more fun if you should ignore that. <laughs> you can't ignore that, though. That's, that's the climax of the movie, is him <laughs> going, <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Night- Nightmare 3 is the first one. Th- this isn't about Nightmare. This isn't okay, about sorry. Nightmare. This is about the granny. Yeah. And the next kill scene happens when <laughs> someone is going through granny's furs. Yeah, one of... What, granny's I it's fur? The, so she has a she has a fur collection, oh. and this is this is one of her uh, the granny's in laws who is always greeting after granny's clothes and collection, and so she goes down into the basement of the house. Who she was originally gonna fuck the other guy. Um, mm-hmm. She goes down to the basement of the house and starts rubbing the furs all over herself, and starts to dress up like the granny. Um, yeah, she ju- puts on one of the uh, sets of weasel furs. Yes, and you, we we get to see some beautiful, actually, again, beautiful d- shots of 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 this whole thing, beautifully lit. And as she sits there uh, in these beautiful shots with all these Dutch angles, the the minks around her neck awaken, and I think this is maybe the best effect in the movie, <laughs> as her throat is ripped open. And you get to see the inside of her throat as these little animatronic demonic, uh, demonic Those are puppets. Weasels, puppets. These Puppet little puppets weasels. devour the skin around her neck. And then we get another great line, Ben. Right. So in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the Dream Master, Freddy says to a certain character, Welcome to Wonderland, Alice. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Yep. Here... 
Granny says, Don't you know fur is dead? I guess you might say that looking beautiful is an all-consuming passion. Ah, that one's awesome. And it's while she's being eaten alive, too. (laughs) My favorite thing is that when she delivers these lines, she says them so over the top. Yeah. It even goes past Robert England and Freddie yeah, to where it's Stevens like she's trying champion. to like explain the joke to you as you're dying. <laughs> she says it like, I eh? guess you might eh? say that looking beautiful is an all consuming passion. It's like, do you get it? But she's doing it in like a growly demon voice too, which yeah. is like a like a like a six packs of cigarette a day, like <laughs> yes. yeah, like a like like a methed out Eartha cat. And and that's, by the way, that's and by the, the time between the two kills we've just described is about three minutes. About <laughs> interspersed, about. interspersed yeah. with just boobs. So is and that a- after and after this it kill, is, guess what, Monty? You get more boobs. <laughs> there is there is a two boob to one kill ratio. For the rest of this movie. Yeah. Two boobs or two pairs of boobs? One pair of two boobs. <laughs> and an attempted <laughs> sex scene, too. Um, well, well, the next one. <laughs> so, the the next one uh, is uh, another character waiting to be pleased, and he's lured into the bedroom by someone who does not look like Granny. No, the, and... it's... it's... Granny has Granny has successfully inhabited the body of like the hot young girl yes. that this character had been trying to hook up with the whole movie. And you see you don't you don't get to see her death, but you do see Granny like peeping on her as she dances in front of the mirror, <laughs> ogling her own boobs. And then the Granny just like kind of like Spider-Man's down from the window and goes Bleh! and then disappears without getting seen. And then and then we cut to the scene and she's Clearly not the same woman anymore as uh, not the best blowjob I've seen put to film happen. No, um, this is a this is a very weirdly edited scene. Uh, it's very softcore porn where they, they goes, show tits but no dick. She goes bobbing for apples, actually. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's quite a but technique. It, as she goes down and up, she becomes more and more progressively like angry. And then we get... Maybe my favorite off-screen dick mutilation oh. as, as she takes off, takes a pair of scissors, slices his dick off. No, no, no. She doesn't slice. She chops Monty, Monty, slowly. You, yeah, Monty, you know how when you're wrapping gifts and, like, you hit the paper at the wrong angle, you just got to, like, chug it through? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what she oh, does to God. this man's penis. Off screen, she, by the way. Just she the blood cuts getting it off, on their faces. But she lifts it, so you do get on-screen yeah, dick. You do see the, the prosthetic in her hand separated. Yeah. Oh, God. And then she delivers the following <laughs> She throws lines. it, and she says... Now I'm going to cut off your big head. Ooh. Oh, my all right, God. All right. what, what does Freddy have that can top that? <laughs> Adding insult to injuries. Uh, in A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, The Dream Child, Man, 1989. You're really, really going through the, through the back catalog. Freddy Krueger goes, Bon Appetit, bitch. <laughs> All right, that's a good. It's a good kill too. So that one kind of works. I'm just, you know what, you know what, guys, I'm just letting you guys know. 
I'm skipping. I'm, I have the volume off, but I'm skipping through the whole movie. And I just, I don't know why I managed to find that Bobby head scene. And I. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, if you see at one minute, if you go about one, one hour, three minutes, you get to see the douchey little kid find his decapitated father's corpse being animatedly having its dick sucked <laughs> by a dead corpse. <laughs> That is uh, ostensibly the actual granny just there doing that, who turns around and goes, ah! From this point, we have a complete breakdown. All that's left are the caretaker, the young girl, and the douchebag uh, grandson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the caretaker is trying to get everyone out. She opens the front door, oh, yes. and granny's there, and she says, <laughs> I thought you were having a party. Mind if I crash? And then, of course, the door no, crashes she, down. She kicks the door on top of the woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she kicks the door so hard it flattens Kelly face first down to the ground, which in most movies would have been a kill. Um, yeah, but she's stronger than that. But then, We just had to get that one in before the I, end of the movie. I think we get the greatest wrestling scene in horror history. Probably I, it's up there. Oh my the, god! Gra- Granny and the grandson throw down, and they <laughs> have the match. They they, they call say, they have a match. I'm just watching it right now. I'm like, what the? Why is there wrestling all of a sudden? This is this is almost identical to the scene in Ready to Rumble when the guy proves them to them that wrestling's real. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, much yeah. better. Like the the gas station scene. Yep. <laughs> And even he even wrist locks him. Yeah, the the only downside with this is that Granny really doesn't have a one liner. She sort of self commentates and ends with "Your toast, Junior." She does mm. give a fucking fantastic drop kick, though. She does. She she gives like a like a Japanese uh, a back bump drop <laughs> yeah, kick. Just... There's no information on who the stunt double was for those scenes, but we got to find out. Like. You know what? I still have to say the she, best fight scene is. Have you guys watched the uh, uh, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive? Mm-hmm. And you know the priest when he yes, goes, yeah, "I one. kick ass for the <laughs> Lord," and he does all these yeah. martial arts. I think out of horror movie wise, I don't know. I don't. You you watch fighting maybe Stone Cold but... Steve Austin, this little kid on his head, <laughs> and just crack his neck Ex- in half. Excuse you, Matt. Stunning Steve. This Stunning Steve Austin, sorry. Stone Cold, excuse you. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the little girl gets away and she goes to get help, which just so happens to be the uh, priest who screwed up everything. So he yes. he, he and her are on their way back. Director uh, Luco. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, uh, our heroine, the caretaker, uh, she finds herself in the dining room with granny and all of the people who have died very uh yes. beetlejuice this is yeah this is the beetlejuice <laughs> and it's very good too uh the prosthetics are really great yeah incredible this is this this scene is better than the entire movie just based on how well it is directed and looks yeah uh the the main character asks what are you gonna do eat me to which granny responds in a word Yes. <laughs> so, right fair enough. Yep. Yeah. So Very they hit her in the head with like a a shovel or something. Uh, with she's hit in the head by 
Granny's dead husband. Yes. Who is essentially a walking skeleton. And the prosthetic, once again, much better than it has any yeah, right is, to be. That, that prosthetic did, shouldn't have looked even passable. <laughs> and it looks genuinely pretty damn good. Okay, so this is now getting that, uh, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's full so, Beetlejuice by the end. So now that Luca Bercovici uh, and the young girl have returned, she goes to distract the granny while Luca goes to rescue our heroine. And that, Matt, probably explains why there's that really sudden and awkward deep kiss. Oh, yeah, where they're, like, deeply in love throughout the whole... She, like... For, yeah. for like five seconds there's a subplot where where kelly thinks she's ugly and a spinster so no one loves her and no one will ever date her even though she's a beautiful person and then but ostensibly this preacher's the one who loves her so there's like a subplot oh, of like a romantic comedy okay. okay sort of so that's giving it a bit of credit yeah but, it's um, a lot more credit than it deserves but uh, meanwhile uh, the young girl is uh is kidnapped and entranced by granny <laughs> Yeah, and the priest tries to save the day uh and when he confronts the granny with all of the dead surrounding them in -hmm. the front foyer like in an arena we have what i feel like is the best one-liner in the movie by a mile uh to which he exclaims you have corrupted the power of the vile Granny responds with, well, what did you expect, you pious fuck? <laughs> I'm Granny! Yes! And that she defines... stabs him up the ass and kills him. <laughs> Which is a perfect encapsulation of the glory of this film. And then she follows it up by turning to our main character and saying, and now I'm going to eat you for lunch. <laughs> Even though it's clearly nighttime, yeah, it is clearly nighttime. Plot holes. Maybe she's yeah. kind of. Well, actually, no, it's daytime. Oh, it is. Right. Yeah. To kill Granny, uh, she just opens a window uh, and she explodes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is awesome. it, well, and the little girl also stabs her with the magic sword, which doesn't do shit. Which is hilarious. There's like a Deus Ex Machina and this like magic lightsaber, and then it doesn't even hurt her. No. <laughs> And 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 they decide they 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 use the same ending as they did at the beginning of the movie, which was setting it up for you, is that the sun is going to be the thing that destroys the demon. Interesting. But, yeah. So at the so so at the very end of the movie, Kelly and the little girl are sitting on the stoop, and she goes, "You and I are strong. They're coming for you. You've got potential." Yeah, bet your ass, bitch. The little girl gets one last in before her eyes flash red and retreated with the final credits of the movie, which is the equally as awfully shot, just like vile from the movie floating in smoke. And And, you you get an epic heavy metal outro, too. It is uh, by the band Blackthorn. Yes. Yeah, I didn't listen to song the, Hard Feelings. I listened to some of Blackthorn's other songs and they were actually pretty good. Yeah. For I having for having only really done this movie, they they pulled it off. Uh, yeah, they they only did uh one album that was reissued in 2021. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> involved, Big career. Involved Bob Kulik on guitar, Graham Bonnet on vocals, Frankie Benali on drums, Jimmy Waldo on keyboards, and Chuck Wright on bass. Uh, Kulik and Bonnet have performed as an acoustic duo on several TV shows in Europe and Japan. <laughs> so. Yep. That's the caliber of this film. But their best song ever is, is Hard Feelings. At oh, the end Bob of the Kulik actually was part of Kiss. Oh, what? Yeah, he... When when was he... Um. Oh, he was early Kiss. He, t- oh. he In late 1972, he auditioned for the lead guitar spot in a then-new band called Kiss. They were impressed by his performance. However, the glitzier Ace Fraley was chosen to fill the spot, but he did play uncredited on three Kiss albums. Whoa. Okay. So what a what a what a star-studded cinema. Yeah. I I will I will say one of the I I just looked up a review of of this movie and one of them referred to it as one of the finer pieces of trash. And I (laughs) I think that that puts it well. I mean the the. The gentleman at the music box when we saw this movie um, mentioned that it's uh, it's it's a movie. Oh fuck! I just they lost it. Oh, oh yeah, a, a movie that's infectiously it has infectious willingness to obliterate good taste, <laughs> um, and that's that's an exemplary description of this movie. This is probably one of my favorite like horror comedy like sleazy porn-esque almost horror it's not even sleazy (laughs) yeah it's just kind of like they're just it's just good right yeah like like, i mean well it's like it's like the faculty or ghost watch like it's like these movies where they're just like over the top for no reason other than the fact that that's what the movie calls for and it completely earns the ridiculousness that it goes because it's consistent you know it's it's a it's a world where everyone's strangely horny and a little more murdery than they should it's like it's almost like a comic book (laughs) yeah it it has this has this air of silliness that is its own so that really allows the movie to be yeah that's the thing it really has its own character like like that's why this is a four out of form charm thing is that you know there there's nothing that's really yeah the script's not great the the acting well the script is is serviceable the The acting is fine the the uh, The cinematography does through the roof granny does a great job yeah the the, the, the one the one uh the one individual who has like experience performing i will say this movie does have one of i think the greatest arabic dvd or vhs covers oh I, yeah i saw that. I, don't really? know if, I don't know if any of you saw this. if you're watching this episode and you follow us on instagram you will see this because this is 100 percent the cover of the post um <laughs> about this movie but here ben I'll, let me let me let me drop this for you right here bam look at that 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 is glorious if you're if you're listening to this right now and you want to see <laughs> what this poster looks is like that, for this movie is that an entirely different woman yeah that's a photo that's a photo of of stella from when she was young and still a playmate <laughs> i'm like 80 percent sure that's what the case with that photo is um there's just a random so, so before drawing. you guys and uh, i did look up the uh the stunt coordinator he okay. had to do some really good recent work, actually. Holy he shit! He was like, uh, he is part of the. He's one of the stunt guys for uh, the Godzilla, the Monster Universe. So Godzilla, Holy Kong shit. Skull Island, Godzilla, uh, King of uh, 
uh, no, Godzilla versus Kong and Jurassic World. Wow. Yeah, but oh, wow. uh, but he does small things like uh, Magnum PI TV show, NCIS Hawaii, um, and stuff like that. But yeah, he's got like he's got like pretty Winner, winners song. are made from well, the, the granny. Hey, wait, well, the co- the co- this is like the freaks and geeks the, of the the, the of co-writer movies. <laughs> the co-writer Sam Bernard went on to write the 2000 classic Blood Surf. Which is oh. a surfing movie about a giant killer crocodile. God, I'm sure I've watched that at one point. Or it another. looks, I, I'm sure I've watched it too, looking at the trailer. Matt, my favorite thing from this uh, cover you sent me is okay. how they spelled Luca Bercovici. L I I C A B E R C I O U I C I. It's an Indonesian spelling. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, hey, the produ- the 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 editor on this movie was also the produ- uh, production manager in Hellraiser Three: Hell on Earth. Oh, this is a star-studded cast. Yo, like Sam Bernard wrote the Warlock, the Armageddon. Yes. Holy yes. shoot, man. Yeah. For those who haven't seen the Warlock series, uh, it's it's a real gem. We're gonna have to cover one oh, day. Man. So so here's here's the real thing from all of this. Yeah. Is you should support. Film festivals and local independent places. Yeah, this, uh, yeah. out out yeah. out here, the one I go to a lot is Secret Movie Club, where they like to find old thirty-five millimeter films of, of film classics and sometimes more obscure ones. Uh, Matt loves the Music Box Theater in Chicago. Yeah, uh, they, they and and, better and than you know, finding movies like this are a lot harder without those places, and especially in the current climate we're in. You know, coming out of a pandemic where no one wanted or should have gone to a theater uh, followed uh, uh, up uh, uh, with uh, uh, you know now a days where you know people are you know saving their money and it's a lot easier to stay in and watch movies than go out uh, and socialize if you have an extra night or two at your disposable yeah ben go out to <laughs> movies or independent wrestling Matt, you little bitch hey either um, one support support your local one. artists support, and theaters support independent artists and especially independent curators which i don't think people give enough uh, appreciation or credit to because as yes. much as the internet holds everything because it holds everything uh, stuff's getting lost yeah, you know? and that's and that's like the real gift that uh, the the music box of horror has when when Ben and Monty come out to join me for the 2023 uh, rendition of it. You know, you'll get a taste of you know what has to go out to honestly my favorite. I I, I read about all the horror festivals that happen around the world uh, just to see what's being shown and what's coming out, but I don't think anything captures the true joy of horror cinema like the like the guys behind the music box of horror the the two gentlemen who curate it every year do. I, something just utterly incredible um, and put together a stacked list of movies. Now the, the films for 2023 haven't been released, but it goes without saying that, that at least I will without fail be there. Uh, and I hope to be joined by, by some of our noble other guests on the podcast. Oh, I'm going to uh, be there. Cause it is one of <laughs> the best times in cinema. As soon as I'm, the tickets I'm, go I'm, up, I'm going to get one. there, Matt. We're going to get matching tattoos. So we better. We fucking better. Did you guys check out the list of Oscar nominees? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Not this week we didn't. (laughs) Not fucking this week. (laughs) No? Oh. 
No, I guess we'll talk about it later. Then. We'll talk about it next week. I, I do want to <laughs> quickly shout out if you are listening to this. Um, there is another fantastic underground black metal show happening in the city of Chicago on Monday the 30th, which is a couple days after this episode will have been released. Um, so if if you follow us on Instagram, uh, follow my personal name, Dr. Gore Wizard, or uh, Fourth Times the Charm Official uh, for our news where I'll post links and stuff to that show if you want to come and check out and support the underground just like we're trying to do here by talking about both an incredible theater and an incredible film. Um, I give this four out of four charms. Uh, I, I guess I give it two and a half to three out of five, like normal scoring. That's uh, bullshit. But this is a I, five. This is a four out of four charms movie. I, it's a 10 out of, out of 10 charms, in my heart. Four out of four charms. And I give it a four out of five. Okay. As a movie. Really? Cause like, wow. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause, <clears throat> I, it's it's pretty hard to do it better to do what they're yeah i mean yeah to do right, what they yeah, want for what it know, is I, know, it's for five out of I, five i i mean like they're they're not looking to make this an oscar nominee you know they're they had a goal and mm-hmm. they accomplished it so it's like you know so in that respect yeah it's pretty good you know yeah, I guess I, on, the, on the freddy krueger scale i'll give it like a seven <laughs> on, a, on a freddy krueger scale this really is like a dream warriors is it? Yeah, right. it's like it's like a it's like a nightmare two and a half. Like we're yeah. not really finessed enough for Dream Warriors. If but if, like there's if, some cleverness in there. If Freddy's Dead had had been better written, it would have been this movie. I like Freddy's Dead. I love I, Freddy. You know no, I love Freddy's, Freddy's Dead. Freddy's Dead but this is even think, better than Freddy's Dead. Are you guys really saying that? Like this is better yeah, than I, Freddy's Dead. I Freddy's Dead is my second favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy's Dead takes a huge hit for me because of the ending, because it's like the lamest ending. I don't know. He gets he gets a piece of dynamite kicked into his chest. It's kind of awesome. And then he says, "Kids, they should have swapped (laughs) endings." No, fuck you. With Dream Child, Dream Uh, Child is the perfect ending. Yeah. Okay. Kinda. Like like, that's my thing. Is Dream Child was such a good ending? They should have just shit movie. It's not that bad. Dream Child, everything after four until Freddy's dead is like, even I like just Dream Child. Yeah, it's awful. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe I I like I like Deader and Hell World. So when I say Dream Child's bad, the only the best thing about Dream Child is the chefs is is the Bon Appetit scene. (laughs) Well, Matt, if they had a chance to remake it a second and a third time, oh. you still disagree. They tried. Sure the they second time was awful. Get it right. <laughs> Which hopefully the, the third time <laughs> is the charm. Good night and good, uh, 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 good morning. Follow us on Instagram everywhere else. Bye-bye. Talk to y'all later.